Hey everybody and welcome to the weekly recap. This is week number five. Today is Sunday, May 13th. Um, Alex and I have returned from our trip to California for 12 days. We're back. Days. We're back. As if our you couldn't tell by the vacation. audio quality. The sound quality. <laughs> if, thank you for listening. If you listened last week, we had uh, 30 listens. Um, which is in, absolutely today. insane. Yeah, um, some very positive um, feedback for the most part, too. Uh, I don't think we actually got any negative feedback. but We only had a couple people give us feedback, but um, if you're listening to this, feel free to give us feedback. Um, we are on Twitter, and I'm guessing the people who are listening to this have our Twitter accounts and or some sort of social media or our cell phone numbers, so you can reach out to us there. Um, but Call, yeah, we're gonna, text, tweet. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Um, we're, we're currently the line. we are currently in the process of trying to get our podcast approved for iTunes, and if big, we do that, big step, um, we'll be a real podcast then. Not that we aren't right now, but a at more least we legit, can say a more legitimate, yeah, podcast. A more legit podcast. So uh, we're gonna break into it. The first beer that we have um, today is called Assistant Manager Beer. This is from Seventh Son in Columbus. This is something that Nick. Brought back to us from Columbus last week. So I'm going to get this poured out. You guys want to... Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about the place. I mean, we, we hit on Seven Sun last week pretty hard, so I'm not going to bore you guys with that again. But this beer in particular is a pale ale. It is really solid. Um, again, I was drinking one last week, so I went over some of the tastes that I got from it. But the Seven Sun Brewery was a really fun time. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Sarah, I think, can attest to that. Yes. Appreciate it. This is very clear. It's It looks it's extremely like carbonated as well. All. It almost looks like soda. I don't remember it being that clear. Yeah, yeah. they don't do... Um, it's not hazy. I, they didn't have any hazy... Oh, they had the Glean, I guess, was a little bit hazy, but it wasn't like, you know, the, the styles of the locals here that are all the Northeastern-style IPAs. It smells kind of minerally, like... Hercules likes this one. So we're going to do it a little bit different this week um, in order to sort of trim some of the time off that we've gotten away with from pouring some of these beers. We're going to have a couple of people give their thoughts on each beer that we do. Uh, and then we'll have in the description uh, everything about that beer and some links to uh, the brewery's websites and everything. Yeah, please check out Seven Sun if you're ever in Columbus, though. Super cool people. Um I think Jake and Alex are going to be the ones commenting on this beer because they haven't had it yet. Yes. So, fire away, guys, once, you're, uh, once you've once you got a good taste going there. And um, let us know. What, let me know what you think because, honestly, I I was oh, really impressed with it. I, I was not expecting that at all. It's very clean, and I think that I'm going to double down on the, the soda comment because it doesn't, it almost doesn't taste like a beer to me that much it's not you don't really get a, a ton of those super fruity flavors that you typically get from this is a pale ale, correct yeah i think that's what they consider it um yeah it says the definition of drinkable and refreshing and i would i would have to agree with that um i don't know i'm not really a fan of this it's like not it's like not hoppy enough for me which is so weird for me to say because i generally don't like or I don't know. It's just I. I feel like I was never really like a big, like hoppy person. But like, there's some like I. I'm like looking for something more. Like it's kind of like sweet. 
Yeah, and, th- and that's why I think that it almost tastes like pop a little bit. It is a little bit sweet, but I think it's really clean. And it's, it's like just, not. It, it seems not like something that I could drink a lot of, and that is a good way for me to say that I like a beer. Something that I can drink a lot of. Um, I just put on any higher than because it's only four. It says four and a half percent alcohol, and that I mean that makes me think that it's closer to like a session. Yeah, but it's also. I don't know. I got a lot of like a lager feel to it. Oh yeah, right for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, it drinks like almost like a Yingling or a lighter. But like a light Yingling. Yeah, Yeah, but like lighter than light Yingling. Yeah, but better quality. That's why like oh yeah by far much better flavor. Yeah, I think that's why I don't like it. Like I don't really. Well, you don't go for that style. It's too yeah. It's too much like a lager, and like I don't. I mean, like if we're going out and like there's like not craft beer or something like that because i don't really drink like liquor when we're out i don't know i'm like yeah that's um interesting (laughs) so that's assistant manager beer (laughs) Um, Um, definitely something to look out for i don't know how often they have this i'm pretty sure it's one of their standbys um but it there it was the cat on the can is actually supposed to be like the mascot of the brewery because he was uh, the the cat has since passed away, I guess. But the R.I.P. Um, I.P. But yeah, the, they would call him assistant manager cat, and so they brewed the beer. For oh, him, okay, kind of I get so. it. Yeah, yeah, that's um, cool. I like the I like the logo of it. Well, it's very um, post a picture of Hunter S. Thompsony, kind yeah. of like that kind of style, um, cartoony, but like in a weird you know way. Thank uh, you. Like a weird abstract cat type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. I like the can. I like the the matte white yeah, background so. and everything. Well, so um, let's move on to the core of the podcast with the weekly recap, I guess. Um, Jake and Alex did a bunch of traveling this week, so I'm yes. going to let them kick it off and talk a little bit here about the right. Californian experience, as it were. So we do we we already went over Russian River, right? Yeah, last we went, yeah we went through Russian River. Penthouse. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you were following along on Twitter. Uh, I'm guessing a few people who have listened to this follow me on Twitter because I posted it on there. Um, hashtag Pray for Pliny was um, sweeping the web yesterday, <laughs> and by sweeping the web, I mean I had one favorite and two retweets, and they're all from people who were in this room on our way. <laughs> on our way back from California. Um, but Pray for Pliny uh, was a reference to the fact that I had to pack up three bottles of Pliny the Elder, which we're going to get into from Russian River here in a little bit, in my suitcase. And I was praying to God. I mean, if you've flown and you've seen how people who work in airports handle luggage, you'd be crazy to try to pack anything that is glass in your suitcase and and have it turn out well on the other end. But we got to a point where I was like, hell, we need to bring some back. I wanted to bring some back for um, Nick. And then just so we could have some. And then my cousin, uh, Eddie, who I'd like to be on the podcast at some point, right? I He's think a he crap would, I think he'd be into it. Yeah. So I wanted to bring some back for them. And uh, I was praying to God that they, they weren't busting it up or if they found it, they didn't take it or confiscate it or whatever. And so, it wasn't a dig at any sort of, like, commentary or social... We're not trying to get into that here. 
No, it was just a, a reference to the fact that I was praying that the beer that I was bringing home was going to make it so that we could enjoy it when we got back to Pittsburgh. Um, thankfully, I opened my suitcase and everything was fine. Even the glassware that we brought back from Lagunitas was fine. Um, we're going to get... We should talk about that pronunciation, too, because I know a lot of people pronounce Lagunitas differently. Lagunitas. Yeah, and yeah. they and they call it out on the cans, but no one ever says it like that. No, no one's gonna be like, "Oh, let me." That's like this. Nutella. Yeah, fuck Nutella. How do people say it? It's. Have you read the cans? Yeah. I don't know, Lagunitas. That's how I say it. Is the, that not? Yeah, it's actually, is there, are, no, Sarah, no, I think Sarah's saying like, or do, do people, people actually do people it? actually say yes. it differently? Well, our parents say it differently, but oh, like, okay. I think because they're, they're just being like an idiot, or like dad's just being an idiot. <laughs> Lagunitas. Okay. I'm like, okay, enough. We can, like... We have the, that Yinzer twang as well. No, he knows it. He knows the it. name of the, the brewery. He just doesn't want to say it right. I guess. Anyway, so uh, Pray for Pliny has turned into uh, Welcome Home Pliny, I yeah. guess. Hashtag Welcome Home Pliny. We're going to get that running for this week. And we hopefully... were able to smuggle illegal liquids in our suitcases without it breaking no i think there's a limit to the amount of liquid that you can have in because i know you can bring at least two bottles of wine home so i think that that well the commonwealth is fucked honestly when it comes to like what you can get into the state shipped in so i'm assuming it's probably the same when you fly it in right yeah i guess if we're fugitives now we're fugitives f F pennsylvania liquor laws first off it happens um russian river is too good to not attempt to bring back to pennsylvania so yeah so that was a success story after so the second week we were there we didn't hit a ton of breweries we hit like three more so we went out with our cousin on, I think, Thursday. Yeah, shout out to Josh um, really quickly, our cousin Josh, who is in California, who has listened to the podcast, and I hope he continues to listen this week. Um, he showed us around on Thursday, um, took us to Davis, which is where UC Davis is. And we got to see their campus a little bit, and they have a, I guess that they have majors where you can major in, um, like, I don't know what it's called exactly, but fermentation science type stuff and winemaking and beer making. And they have this huge facility sponsored by Robert Mondavi, who's a huge name in the wine industry. He must have dropped hundreds of millions of dollars to get this facility built for these guys. And they have, a, I was going to show you guys this, I didn't show you it. Um, they have their test brewing facility uh, or their pilot facility is um, owned by Anheuser-Busch or is sponsored by Anheuser-Busch. Oh, man. So they call it the Anheuser-Busch um, testing facility or whatever it's called. Um, Anheuser-Busch so cool. InBev. Yeah, Anheuser-Busch InBev. It was on the... Yeah. It was like, it was, it it was was like above, above the, the doorway the door. to... Yeah, it says... Uh, yeah, it, it was but, this... It's like this massive complex and they have like labs and classrooms and it's it's really cool. And we were talking, we're not sure if you can get an undergrad in that, because you have to be 21 to drink. So, I mean, I guess you could technically, like, make it, but you just couldn't try it, you know? I think it would be more like a grad, like a, like a graduate program or something like that. Yeah, I think it would be tough to major in something like that, and if you can't, if you're not legally allowed to taste the beer, I feel like that is a lot of how, and I'm, I'm guessing it would be different if you talk to different brewmasters in, you know, well, different that's, states um, and everything, but I feel like taste is a lot of what they go by. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean, you least, have to... You at have least to taste... coming off of, like, some sort of, you know, pilot system that they have, if they're running the pilot system frequently, that if you're tasting something and you don't like the taste, then you mix it up from there. But if you can't taste the beer, how do you know specifically what you're making and if it's up to your standards? I don't think that you can do that. So that's why I'm thinking that it's probably something that you have to be of age to participate in. And maybe you don't actually get into... Maybe you learn for the first couple of years about the, science the basic it. science behind yeah. it and what's going on as far as fermentation. Because it's very... I mean, it's very... And, and viticulture and enology and all that kind of background stuff that you need to know before you get into actually tasting. Right. I mean, you would need to... Beer. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry and biology involved, too. So it would probably just be like core classes, I'm sure, if they had something like that. But, yeah, so we went to Davis, hung out there for a little bit... Walked, like, the whole campus. It's this large, beautiful campus. Everything in California is so extremely spread out. So they have all of this room to put all these buildings. And class. I'm pretty sure classes were still going on because we were, there were just hundreds of people around everywhere. Also, have never seen so many bikes before in my entire life. Because everyone there, it's so big that you can't really walk everywhere if you want to get around quickly. So, there's just bikes everywhere, and, like, the center of campus has, like, a bike farm, and there's just hundreds and hundreds of bikes lined up. It's, inc- it's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, so they, it's a really cool, small town. It reminded me, I was telling Josh, it reminded me when I lived in Lancaster. Downtown Lancaster is not, it's not a city or anything, but it's, it's a, it's a bigger village. town, and UC <laughs> Davis, or in, and Davis itself, the town is fairly similar in size i would say they don't have any of the bigger buildings that lancaster has but um some of like the tap rooms in lancaster reminded me of the brewery that we went to which is called three mile um which i guess if you consider davis to be a city is like downtown davis is where you'd find that but um that's i guess that's only been there for a few years and and the thing that we saw in the places that we went after last week's podcast was that they're so much different than the places that we had gone before you know how we were talking about how every place had so much space and there's a lot of room for you know out outdoor areas at all of these breweries but we went to the, the first two that we went to were in or i guess the the last two were in west sacramento and they were in yeah, born and raised. <laughs> they were in an industrial park, basically. And that's why I think I think that going into them, I was like, I don't really like this to start. I don't like the look of it. It's just this big... It's exactly what you're, you're thinking when you imagine an industrial park, a brewery in an industrial park. It's just a big concrete building. And there's not really a whole lot going on until you get in and you sort of see the tap room and how it's laid out and everything. But I think going into it, I... I was thinking that they were going to be the worst beers that we had, and they they turned out to be. I I mean I think for me I wasn't I wasn't really I didn't really have any like preconceived notions going in because I it, it kind of just depends on where you have the space to do it. Like it doesn't like I feel like you're kind of you're not giving them a fair shot if you're going in like oh this is going to be a really crappy because you guys said that three Floyds is basically in a warehouse yeah yeah i mean they, they have a have brew pub beer. yeah and it's like the you you pull up to three floyds and it really is unassuming and three floyds is uh just for the listeners is in munster, munster indiana. indiana munster indiana okay 
It is... And they have a big I mean, beer festival every year. That... Dark Lord Day, which is going on this coming weekend. We will not be in attendance this year. Um, That's sad. That's what... This would have been three years in a row? Yeah. Had you been before? No. You, you went for the that first was, time? That was the first time a couple years ago, and honestly, one of the best times ever. Um, definitely go. One of those things where you can experience it probably once and be, go, be good, but... I'm I'm a big fan. Like the more we go to these these types of festivals, the more I'm just absolutely blown away by the hospitality and just the people. Because nobody there is being a douchebag. Nobody's you know crushing forties or you know like everybody there is really like there for the beer. They're there to have an experience. They're there to talk to you about what they know, what you know. They want to hear everything that you're that's going on where you're from and if you're out of town or whatever it's super fun um but again it's it's definitely an experience i would say yeah so i mean that like they have good beer that you like that you brought back that we had that was really good and you know just because they're in like a a, an industrial park doesn't mean they necessarily like won't be good i think it just so happened that the three that we went to weren't really up to our standards so, I mean, the, I think every one of them had, like, a cool atmosphere, and they were they were bigger than I was expecting. I mean, we went to, for, the first one we went to was YOLO Brewing Company, which is a real place. Love, swear the, to God. love the, uh... They have this super cool logo. logo. I guess in the description we'll put a link to their website. Just, uh, honestly, just go on there and look at their logo, because it's really cool. Um, but... They had like a they had like a ton of tables outside and then inside it's it's like all open and you can see all the tanks, but a lot of their stuff just seemed like very generic to me. Like it kind of just seemed like stuff that they did consistently. And I guess depending on the demand that's around that area, like maybe that's just all they do because that's all that really sells. Like maybe they've tried to do other and they had like an experimental IPA that they that we. That we, tr- that we tried, which was funny because, we, so we got it, and I got the experimental, and Jake got, like, something else, and we tried it, and we were like, this doesn't taste really like the description, because it was like, the, the what they gave me was, like, clear, was clear, was super clear, and the description said it was a hazy IPA, and at first I was like, okay, like, this, this might be the wrong If you one. know what you're talking about and you're naming your beer a hazy IPA, you're not going to be able to see through it. And I could clearly we saw, see through Yeah, it. we could see through <laughs> it. And so we were like, we literally spent... That's what me so much is that we, we got to a point where we thought that they had given us a different beer. So I, I went back in and I ordered the two beers that... So the one that we thought that they had given us and then the experimental again, just so we could compare them. And... I couldn't really decipher which we was which. We still couldn't figure out. So we like we got we so got that's just a, the one. It was it was just weird. It was really weird. And the the woman that was serving us didn't really seem like she like she knew what she was doing that much, or she looked like she was like someone's mom, or something. Just like, like just very confused. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was like a weird experience. It was just frustrating because we like we still we left like fully not knowing if we had gotten the yeah, right and that's really a failure on their part is. If you're going to call it something and you're going to give us a description, like, make it accurate. Right. That's something that pisses me off when you get a beer and they're telling you there's all these flavors. And so it's one thing if you can't necessarily get all the flavors because not everyone's palate is 
good enough to pick out. No, and I think that's something we should talk about at some point is like how absurd the descriptions can be. It's like you guys are literally just like picking like similar words, and like there's no way. And if you and everybody does it. I know, but the thing is, it's like, if you, and, and a lot of people read those descriptions before they get it, right? And so you're oh, going in yeah. thinking these things, so you're already primed to think that you're going to be tasting these flavors, so they're like, oh, I pick up on that, that, and that, which you shouldn't do, but like, how do you know what you're, what you want based on, it's weird, it's a weird, it's like a weird thing for me. Um, uh, yeah, I, that's, I mean, I think that's like a whole, that could be like right, a whole I, podcast I by itself, is talking about those descriptions. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, it, I can, I can understand how you wouldn't want them to be completely outrageous and say all these things that you can't really pick out, at least to like the common man, you're not yeah. going to be able to pick out all these different flavors, but it's, it's a, a completely different thing when you were telling me it's a hazy beer and it's not fucking hazy. Yeah. Like that is just... It's blatantly wrong. It's really annoying. But we still yeah, don't like, know, like, we still aren't sure that we actually got that beer at all. Like, it could have still been up there, and, and we just was, didn't just get it. We asked for it twice. How would they, how would they miss that I don't twice? think you got it twice. I don't think you got it the second time. Whatever. Okay, that was, yeah, so that was just, I think, I thought that was funny. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really upset about that. Like, I just, I thought it was hilarious, because, because they had, they had, like, a, a, an uh, apricot or no what are they like an orange blonde ale that we thought it was and it was like the the IPA the experimental IPA was like they described it as tropical and they both just tasted so similar and I was All like right, hold on sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no, no, no. no go on I'm, I'm sorry finish up no um I, it, what was I saying yeah but like even at that like I, the beers still weren't like great like even even if we couldn't figure out what it was like I don't think any of them were like special or like something that I would like go back to like week after week or something like that. No, I I, I don't think that any of those are going to be in my Were memory they... other than on untapped for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to go out of my way to go back to Sacramento to go to any of the ones that we went to there. Right. I got you. But I mean you have that everywhere I'm sure. Yeah. Right? You can't exactly you can't we had really no idea short... going in that like these places were gonna be No like but that. I think that there were of the ten different breweries that we went to in California, there were, like, probably four or five that I would make a point to go to if I was in the area. Yeah. Okay. Right. And others that I wouldn't, and YOLO was one of the ones that I just flat out wouldn't, because I, I didn't like the atmosphere of it, and I don't think their beer was that good. So, okay. um, I will say, like, there are a couple of locals that I will continually, con- like, keep trying over and over again to see if they've gotten better right so i would think that that's probably one of those ones where if it's only been around for a couple years if they're still feeling out what they're doing i can feel that but i do want to uh switch gears real quick here because the man of the hour has arrived Pliny himself is Pliny's in here. the building. She's here. Pliny's cracked she came um so they have they actually have a sign in russian river that says Pliny for president. I don't know if I sent you that, but it's it's a campaign poster for Pliny the Elder to become president. And, and someone had a t-shirt that He's got my that. vote. He's got my vote for the next 80 years if he decides <laughs> to run. Yes. Um, so we're going to bust into this. This is um, Pliny the Elder. We discussed it on last week's podcast. And this is... So I actually looked this up. Um, the BJCP is an organization that um, sets standards for um, beer styles. 
And they have this listed as one of their commercial examples of uh, an Imperial IPA. Okay. What does that so. stand? What does that acronym stand for? Beer Judge something P. I don't know. <laughs> um, wow. Your research is very We'll put it in the description. Um, but this is this is Pliny the Elder. Um, God, I love I think, it. It looks. I honestly top. think that I think the their design for the bottles. I just think it's really dumb. Like I don't like the. It's the, the bottles. To me, it's it reminds me of bottle. like a. It, it reminds me of like a throwback to, like the old you know Duquesne Pilsner, like that yeah. kind of like yeah, okay. really like simplistic flat font. Nothing, nothing bells and whistly about it. It's just a badass beer, and you're gonna drink. Yeah. Right. I don't think you need to jazz it up that much. I mean, I I'm all for the crazy labels and and looking ridiculous, but when you have a beer this good, you don't need to do shit to it. You right. could slap a plain ass logo that literally just has the words Pliny the Elder on it, and that's basically what this is with a red circle. I love the red circle. I actually got a t-shirt that is, is the, the, the color of the label, basically, and has the Pliny the Elder on the on the chest. But the, the t-shirt is the, like, nastiest shade of green ever. <laughs> it's, like, it's not even that green. Like, I think if it was green? that green, like this dark, this, that's, like, a moss, like, a darker, like, moss green. That, it's, like, the nast, it's, like, the nastiest, like, it's like I, I don't want to say puke green, but like I kind of do. Like it's like the weird. Like when you guys see it, you'll Bottom be like, zone. "Oh, I know." No, I, I, know I agree. What talking I, about. I saw he sent me a picture of it, and you're absolutely right. It looks like just this mundane, like drab, like olive drab, like military grade green. <laughs> and but it's not even like a like I love olive, but like it's not even like a nice olive. It's I like, like it, and I think that it's going to be a conversation starter, especially if I wear it to local breweries i think that people are going to be like holy shit you got Pliny the elder that's wild because again this is one of those beers that is known nationwide and it's one of those things that you really need to make a trip out to san francisco just to get this beer i'm, I'm telling you it's worth the trip and there's so much else to see in san francisco and if you're a beer nut like all of us you would enjoy the hell out of a trip hell out of a trip to san francisco so uh, we're jumping into this. Nick and Sarah, go ahead and give your thoughts on it. We've My had it and discussed already. at length. Mm. <laughs> so, this one, to me, is what you should strive for in a um, double, right? A, in a, a medium-grade alcohol content beer. I... Always, I mean, on the East Coast here, we're spoiled with Dogfish Head. and I mean, they're pretty much nas- national now, but yeah. the 90-minute comes to mind as one of the staples of doubles, right? The, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, like uh, Cigar City's High Lie is one that absolutely is probably one of the easiest drinkers. This guy here is smoother than that, and it has this, like, really great light color to it. Color. And... <laughs> That's what I like so I much actually tried I to British that up, you fuckers. <laughs> and use color. the U. Color. 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 Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say color it's from now on, because fuck you all. Oh, Bunch color. of assholes. That's what I'm here for. Keller. It's goddamn... Urgh. We have fun. We have uh, fun. It's true. Fun. Um, but no, honestly, like, this beer is by far easy drinking, but... It's got enough body to it that you know that you're drinking something heavier. 
Yeah, it, it does drink it does. very easy. There's something, there's some weird flavor that I'm getting that's kind of throwing me off right now. Might it be a hangover from the previous beer that was in that glass because you didn't wash it out? Could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, this is just, I think it's one of the best doubles that I've had. It kind of tastes I would like throw it up ginger ale Literally any, any beer that I've had. Is that weird? So, no, because I feel like I am so spoiled by New England IPAs. That now, like, this just tastes so light and so, yeah, there's like, like a ginger ale texture there. Like, there's something weird. Like, I, I know I keep saying that about these beers that I'm drinking, but, like, so, like there's something about it. That You're not getting sick or anything or allergies aren't affecting you because... Oh, my allergies are real bad right now, by mm-hmm. the way, so... But there's no way that, that this, I mean, this comes through clear no matter what. I don't, I don't give a damn if you're... Yeah, I don't know. I I would say that the first beer that we had from Seventh Son, um, assistant manager beer, tastes more like ginger ale than this does. Well, I think that was your your spot on with the carbonation. Yeah, Yeah, right. And this one's not nearly as carbonated. It has no. It's nice and smooth and just boozy enough, but not overpowering. I feel like that's my problem with a lot of uh, East Coast or Northeast uh, doubles or Imperials is that it's like just way too bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Or sweet. That's that's another thing that I like about this beer is it's not, it's not super resiny. And that's a description that I use a lot when I have like West coast doubles. Yeah. Because you get that like like, dankness. Yeah. And and it's, it's, there's a sweetness that goes along with that. That I just don't enjoy. And this has none of that. And it's just so refreshing. I just, it's so easy to drink. Um, really just like a case of this, I would keep for five days. Honestly, that's it. I would just crush through it. I kind of wish it was more hoppy. I think I'm just going to be the antagonist for this entire episode. But like, no, I'll give you that too. You know, like there's something, I need something more. I don't don't know know what's going on. I don't know what's wrong. I tried it again and I'm like, wait, what? This isn't the same as it used to be. Or maybe I'm just been... It's probably been and we a kept long it like we kept it's it been cold. Forever. Yeah, no, we, we kept it cold. No, nothing. That's fine. Um, like to be real honest, though, I think that's another thing we need to discuss at some point is the refrigeration of craft beer in general. I don't think that it absolutely must be cold. Mm. I don't think that it loses flavor by going hot, cold, hot, cold. No, it's. Like I mean, it's hot. Sun. Obviously, you don't want it to be at like 110 yeah, degrees. Yeah, but, I, but I, I think that if you keep it, if you get it to room temperature or like that, we're in a. a basement right now that's i don't know probably 65 degrees yeah it's six or closer to 60 maybe and this would be a perfect temperature to keep it and that's sort of what i don't like is that they say keep everything cold the cans that you buy and everything like that and i can understand when places that are doing yeah fruit and sours are different because they're like they they should be fresh and you need to keep them cold or else they will go bad right they will actually go bad because they're so heavily fruited, yeah. But an IPA or a double or a stout or something you can like that, store. I cannot imagine like, that I it's mean, gonna be any worse when you if you let it go. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it from being cold, getting a four pack of cans and then aging it for like two years. I think that's probably not a great idea. No, but I don't hops, think that you need to keep hops it in general are not good for aging. aging, right? Which is why most of the stuff that I have aging is stouts because those are what's designed. To be held longer, right? Longer, yeah. But at the same time, like, you want it to be 50 degrees. You want it to be, like, it does need to be somewhat climate controlled. And, like, like I said, like, down here, it's fine because 
it doesn't fluctuate that much. When and that's what they say about about wine, like aging in general, wine or whatever it is that you're aging, whiskey too. I mean, you should keep it at a cooler temperature. Right. You need that consistency, and it's not anything. I'd like to get for... somebody's opinion on this. I would like to hear from a a brewmaster or a brewery owner. And I think if we'll we get, get there if we eventually. yeah if we get that opportunity, I would love to ask them a question like that. Is that how critical is it? And and or maybe we just do a study. That could be a, a podcast later on where yeah. we we do that and we see like is keep, it better? Do we think yeah, that get a get really a case changed? of something? And, throw, I mean, it's not like, like an abstract. Yeah. <laughs> do some tests. Re- yeah, right. Alex, All right. Is, Alex is a chemist, so we can. Uh, you're also like kind of things. a chemist, too. sort of a chemist. <laughs> Alex is we can run I'm now an engineer. Yeah, we. Alex I mean, is in full on bitch mode we just this need week. Control. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I, it's like I don't know. It's I, fine. I don't it's fine. No, I'm just. I'm not. I'm super fucking stoked that I just drank a Pliny, is what I it just comes think, down to. I'm sorry, guys. This is I not I'd like an to thank, everyday occurrence. I'd like to thank, first and foremost, Southwest Airlines for not completely, <laughs> like, we watched Tom Bradying my suitcase into the, the compartment you where mean, they store You're them. probably more uh, along the lines of uh, RG3. Yeah, right. right. Or Brandon like, Whedon or somebody yeah. who sucks at quarterbacks. We watched them, like, chuck our suitcases. <laughs> like, we gentle. were standing, no. watching them, like, throw the suitcase. And, like, I mean, okay, I totally under- I totally get that. Because these people <laughs> aren't going to gingerly walk yeah, them. No. Like, they got to get that shit on and off. Like, they... They do a really good job. <laughs> if you're flying, fly Southwest. I would love we to great, find... We had a great experience on Southwest. Yeah, the Southwest <laughs> was actually... I hope everyone doesn't explode. It was very nice, but... Like, I that mean, they're just, really they're not even looking at the time. They're just That's like, like a solid point. They're like, grabbing suitcases and they're just like, that's always a risk. Flinging like, them across the entire fucking like runway. They're just yeah. like, we don't fucking care about your shit. Yeah. Just get, and, and that was, it's I, all closed anyway. Nobody gives I, a fuck. Like, that, <laughs> right. I think that I was more concerned with the glassware that we were bringing home. Not that, I mean, it was only $4 for a glass or whatever. Right. So you're not, you're not spending $25. And I'm like more concerned. But what I do want to say is these were, I got Pliny the Elder on draft, 16 ounces for $4. I can't yeah, handle you, that. You did, touch, you did touch on that last week. And so these yeah. were five, these and bottles, the bottles were 550. $5. $5. And they're, are they 16 ounce bottles? Yeah, 16 ounce bottles. I can't, bottles. Yeah. I just, 16 ounce yeah, bottles. Yeah, they're pints. That's perfect. And I mean, it's it's ludicrous that they can sell at that price. Right. Because this is such a damn good beer. And that's All what right. I was expecting it to be a little bit more expensive. But let's uh, let's yeah. bring it back in here real quick. Uh, so you guys hit, we hit on the three. Breweries that you well we didn't well we didn't get the the last one we went to was called um, Jackrabbit which was very close to, um, uh, it was it was close to what was that what was the second one Yolo yeah it was close to, so Yolo there were like there were three one, breweries huh? that were basically like a block away from each other in West Sac- West Sa- West Sacramento West Sacramento, um, and Jackrabbit was the last one I think. In terms of, like, the atmosphere, I would say I probably liked Jackrabbit the best. It reminded me a lot of Slum Brew yeah. in Boston. It was, like, this... It looked, like, very similar. Like, it kind of had, like, that same setup. Which is... What's the what's it actually called? Somerville... Somerville Brewing Company. Somerville yeah. Brewing Company in um, Boston. So that's actually a good... That's a good lead-in. Um, so now that I'm back in California... Um, this is Jake speaking Pennsylvania. now. We're in Pennsylvania. Uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, from <laughs> Cal- back from California. Um, I will be moving to Boston in a few weeks. So uh, we're looking into ways that we can 
seamlessly seamlessly have me call in so that the podcast will continue uh, on Sunday nights and we'll get them out by Tuesday hopefully every week and uh, I'm gonna have a lot to say I'm looking forward to that that's this is a good preview of things that I'm going to see up there um, they have I don't know probably 30 breweries in Boston and then I'm looking to go up to Vermont to the Alchemist which is one of the most well-known breweries in the country as well. Um, but yeah, so the last one we went to, Jackrabbit, their beer was okay. Again, it was sort of like a, it was a very, the one thing that I noticed about the places in California, the big ones obviously had really large lists, but it was sort of a toss-up from there. Some of the smaller breweries that weren't the well-known ones had either eight beers on tap or like 20 which is kind of interesting, and I guess that really depends on the size of the batches that they're running, but it would seem to me that some of the smaller places are probably running only, like, five barrels or maybe doing batches up to, like, eight or ten at the most. Yeah. Um, so, in general, trip to California, it's a must-do, I would say, to wrap up everything. Yeah, I, was, I think overall we were very impressed with the quality of beer in California. I'd like to awesome. ask you what do you think is the best, the single best beer that you had when we were there? Oh, and if you had to pick... Actually, before we get into that, I do I do want to bring up this one beer from YOLO. As much as I was not crazy about YOLO, we bought a couple of bottles from them. They, they do, I think, even bigger bottles. So this is the one that we're about to crack into from Stone. This is uh, 22 ounces. And I, I, think think was, I think they were 22. I think they were 22 ounces yeah. from YOLO. They, they also had, have, like, 25s. Yeah. Like, the CBS is a 25, like, that kind of thing. Right, so, it might so be I think it was a... I'm pretty sure it was a 22. It looks exactly like this. But So, anyway, we got a couple of bottles to take back to the rest of our family who was with us, and um, we ha they had a beer that was called a Peanut Butter and Jelly Cream Ale, or a Cream Stout, mm -hmm. okay? And it was, it was fairly light. I think it was only around 6% alcohol. And I smelled it, and right off the bat, I'm like, holy shit, this smells exactly like something that I... I know very well, and I just can't pick it out. And it took me about 20 minutes, and it, like, hit me like a truck. And I was like, holy hell, this smells like Cap'n Crunch. Berry Cap'n Crunch. And it was, like, completely spot on. I wish that... I almost wish that we had brought one back, that we would have brought one back to have it here, so that you guys could smell this. And it's it's hard, obviously, with a podcast, like... Unless you go to YOLO and smell this for yourself, you're probably not going to do it. But just, I think, really, uh, I'm only bringing this up just to say that I love how beer can be so different. And there's so much fucking variety that you can get anything to taste like anything by adding s certain fruits or additives or vanilla or chocolate or coffee beans or whatever. Like, you can really make a beer taste however you want. And I can't imagine that this is what they were going for. At when they're all. when they're making this stout, <laughs> is that all. like I don't think that they're like man, we really need to make a beer that smells like Captain Crunch. Oh no, they definitely but, thought that they were like, um, what we what do we want this beer to smell like? Fucking berry Captain Crunch. We're going for it. Right, but it's I, actually I, called Crunch Berries. For God's sake, just say Crunch Berries. Okay, crunch is that berries, what it's called? Yes, it doesn't matter. The the Captain Crunch that has Suck a dick. the <laughs> spherical berry flavored balls in it. That's what it smells like. And yes. I know you all know what berry I'm talking balls. about. Berry balls. Berry balls. Berry balls. <laughs> and so, 
So that, that's the only thing I wanted to bring up. Um, that beer is wild, and uh, you should go try it if you ever get a chance to. So, Alex, your favorite beer from the trip. Oh, jeez. And I'll give you, I guess I'll give you a second. I'll keep talking while yeah, you're Yeah, you guys talk. Let, to... me, let me think. I need to think about all um, we went To, to a, the untapped. We went to a shit ton. I didn't, t- I didn't check anything in. Oh, I checked because you're a shitty untapper. I am. I'm really bad. Um, we'll I'm put really our bad. we'll yeah. put our handles in the description this week, too, so you can follow us on there, because... <laughs> Yeah, we might as well. I mean, I'm I mean, not trying to hide anything at this point. No. I don't think that we get it. We get. I think too I far. think putting on tapped is like the the least of our work. Like, I mean, our social I really media, wish like, there was a. If you guys option. follow me on Twitter, like I'm, I'm the worst on Twitter, and like and like Snapchat. Well, okay, I don't. Like, I, I think what we're gonna do. I, I think for over the next couple of weeks, we're going to develop a develop a logo so that we can get on social media so that we can show you what we're talking about during some of these podcasts i'd like to have at least a few pictures per podcast to say you know when we we're talking about this well this is what that fucking looked like or right. whatever yeah and no it's not going to be anybody's balls or crunch balls or berry balls berry balls <laughs> berry, balls. Anything. berry balls we'll make it into it. and and that would have been a really cool picture, guys. actually, is to, get berry some, balls. is to get some berry balls and then pour that beer into it and take a picture of me with the box in the background. I guess that would probably <laughs> lead like to some what you would want to do is, like, drop a bottle of it into the thing and then, like, get them as, like, they're falling out of, like, a are we, bowl or something. We're hop-culturing this right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. We need, we need Eli okay. Trax we, to uh, take we're some not pictures. Tra- yeah. They're gonna send us a no. Okay, cease and desist. Yeah. Honestly, I think we can do our own thing. We'll get more creative than that. Hop culture, we love you guys, but we're not going. We're not trying to steal your thunder because you guys do a great. No. And if you guys want to add us to your repertoire of other writers, we'll uh, we'll certainly sign up for that. Please, Kenny, Kenny, my buddy. I like to think that I'm a pretty decent writer, and if you ever (laughs) want anybody to go to any of these festivals and just write shit about. My experiences. We'll fly or, you out. Yeah. Have your people call my people. Yeah. Um, I would love that. So let's let's <laughs> yeah, do just that. DM us. Slide in my DMs. They're open. Um. So I mean, I would say I would have to say that Pliny it was my favorite beer from the entire trip, but there were a lot of other beers that I had um, that were very good. The one that I want to point out was one that we probably mentioned last week from Blue Note. And it was uh, a New England style IPA, and I can't think of the name right off the top. Of I my think head. it was a pale. Listen to the last podcast, and you'll find it. I think it was a pale ale. I don't think it was an IPA. The second one that we had was an IPA. No, th- but the first one was the one that you that we. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the IPA. Are you sure? I don't think you're. I don't think you're. I think you're lying. No, no. The one that had no. The one that didn't hit at the end. Or the the actual IPA. No, the IPA. actual IPA. I think I like that one better. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. I like the other one better. Um. No, okay, so I, I, I did I did check in a few. I'm like I'm not that horrible. I am pretty bad at untapped. At least recently. Um but the one I actually brought a bottle of this back and at some point I'll I'll just bring it over and we can all just taste yeah. it. I think it's only a twelve ounce bottle, but it's whatever. Um it is it, it was called Supplication. Uh it's 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 considered an American wild ale, and it was like a. I think they considered it like a brown sour or something like. They had some weird description of it, but it reminded me a lot of stuff that you. Wait, who was it from? Uh, Russian River. Sorry. Okay. Um, it was thirteen twenty five for a twelve ounce bottle, <laughs> which is. I've ab- spent I've spent more on a twelve ounce. Right, bottle. <laughs> but like it wasn't like that groundbreaking. Okay. So I was kind of like. I didn't really. I didn't know how much they were gonna charge. Like I was expecting it to be like eight, nine, 
Yeah. And then Were you getting at least a percent per dollar? Um, I think it was pretty high. I don't. I'm not sure. Let's see. It was it. not that high. I I think it was only maybe nine percent. Seven seven point oh, seven five. Seven point seven five. Um, but it was still really good. It reminded me a lot of like what um, what Drylog used to do or Strange Roots used to do back when they were Drylog. Um, and I'm just a huge fan of sours, and there weren't a lot around, so it was a couple of them were were pretty good. I hate to do this too, but um, we had one more that we went to in San Francisco, and we didn't mention it. It was called Black Hammer. Did we mention? We, I don't think we mentioned this in the last podcast, correct? No, we talked about it last night, but we didn't. Right. I don't so think yeah, yeah, just, no, yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to hit those. I don't want to belabor this too much because the trip was great, but um, we went to this place called Black Hammer. San Francisco has a million breweries. It's a huge city. It's a beautiful city. Um, it's expensive as hell to live in at least from what we could tell looking on, uh, like, Zillow and stuff while we were there, just checking out what the prices were. But we went to this place called Black Hammer, and this is sort of going back to what I was saying before about how some of the smaller breweries had a short tap list and some of them had a huge tap list. This place had, I would say, no less than 18 beers on tap, and nine of them were IPAs. So I got basically an entire flight of IPAs and... They all tasted different, and they so the majority of them were New England style. Yeah, but they we, all they looked different for one, and they they tasted a lot different. Like they, it wasn't all just like very juicy, um, citrus or or like tropical fruit type stuff. They had like some that were in the like piney arena of IPAs. Um, they all looked different. They all tasted different, and that's what I really like is yeah. is variety within styles. And that's sort of been my biggest issue with Dancing Gnome is, is like, hey, have I had first this... time we mentioned them. I was trying so hard <laughs> to not talk about them. Have I? <laughs> we, that's almost went, we almost went a whole 50 minutes without talking about um, Dancing Gnome. But then, <laughs> that's, guys. that's kind of, and, and don't get me wrong, I love Dancing Gnome. We mention them all the time. Love but, it. Love but them. it almost seems like if you just walked in and were like, hey, just give me a random beer without looking at the list, you would probably be like, have I had this before? But this place, like, all of them were unmistakable, and they were all very good, and it was a small place, too, so it was more of, like, my speed. Because it was, I mean, it was a little bit crowded, but there were only, I don't know, maybe spots for 30, it was 5 really, or 40 it was, people it was in, really in the brewery. Yeah, we were both very impressed with their ability to get a bunch of different flavors out of, like, one style of beer. Um, and that's one place for sure I would go back to. If I was ever in San Francisco, I would make it a point. Like, I don't know about any of the other ones, because some of them were, like... I mean, if we were staying with our aunt and uncle at, like, the same place, like, of course I'd go back to Blue Note, and I guess Russian River's not, like, super far. But, like, if I was ever just in San Francisco to stay in San Francisco, I would definitely go to that one. And there were a lot more. Like, you said that they had one that Hop Culture featured at one point. That yeah, Cellar Maker with. was the one that I, I didn't... We didn't get to that I really wanted to. Um, we did go to Twenty First Amendment, which is pretty well known, I would say, in, in the United States as a whole. Yeah, I've seen it in bottle shops and on tap in a lot of places. Hell or High Watermelon is their big staple, but yeah, we kind of so touched on them last week because you said you were going there, right? And uh, and we went there and it was cool. It was a really cool tap room. It reminded me a lot of um, Southern Tier, which is in Pittsburgh, and it's it's very close to the the giant stadium, 18 t Park, uh, in San Francisco. So it, it's 
almost the exact same situation as Southern Tier in Pittsburgh, how it's close to PNC Park where the Pirates play. But, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh I would say... Pittsburgh has a baseball team? They, yeah. And they're, uh, they were on a five-game winning streak. I know. that rocked today, but I don't want to mention that. <laughs> that was rude. Um, oh, come that's on. What, that's what Nick said when he walked in the door, so... I, I did mention that because... So that's on him. I was, uh, I was following along. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into uh, beer number three this week. Mm-hmm. This is uh, from the cellar. This is one that I had picked up at like a Giant Eagle or something, but Stone does their odd year releases um, that are very crazy, I think. Um, like they did this year, or the, the one that we're cracking open Jake, right Jake, now Jake, is Jake. called it's, it's... Um, Old Guardian. And they, they do that one pretty standard like uh, all the time. But or well, not I guess not all the time anymore. But they Shit, used to. It's foam though. And um, yeah, it's foamy as hell right now. It's um, a really nice brown color. So it's it's described as an extra hoppy barley wine style ale. So the the variant here is that it is extra hoppy because it is normally just their standard barley wine. Um, and this is is this barrel aged? Yeah, I don't it almost has to be. I, it's it's no. like exploding out of the glass, and it just smells like whiskey. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so that's uh, I'm sure that I Alex is not gonna like this. I always hate this, but it's also a barley wine, so it's gonna be boozy show. as hell. Yeah, it's. I don't oh know. my god! <laughs> my god! It's like every single wine we've done has just gotten stronger. This and is stronger. Um, it's 11%. like 11. Um, I so still I'm, have to work tomorrow. I'm interested, to, I'm interested oh. to see how this is gonna go because it's. I do not. I'm it's off. an extra hoppy barley wine. <laughs> Yeah, you guys and are down in the rest. I don't know how well this would age. No, do I. Ask Nor do I. But the Stone um, Stone Brewery is another California brewery, right? Uh, those guys are in a battle right now with uh, freaking Anheuser Busch <laughs> over oh, <what>? Keystone <laughs> because they uh, apparently the Keystone cans now are Key on one line and Stone on the next, so. Instead of it being called Keystone, it's, uh, you know, grab a stone or whatever. They're trying to, like, move in on them, and and Stone is not happy about it. They are in a war on social media about all this stuff. And um, I read a quick blurb, and this is just an aside to drinking the beer, so if you guys want to taste it while while I'm BSing here. Um, Apparently, this week, um, one of Anheuser-Busch's higher-ups... had a comment to say about the CBC that went on in Nashville last week, uh, the Craft Brewers Conference, right? Um, all of our, uh, all of the local guys were down there, um, breweries in PA, uh, hop culture was there, a bunch of, I mean, everybody, right? A who's who of craft beer. And um, he made a comment about how their keynote speaker was bashing big beer when they should be embracing the culture of beer and stone came back and fired back and was like you know what we're um we're okay with what he said because you know we're not here to hate anybody but we also want you to know that there's a difference between multi-billion dollar companies and the little guy and Stone's not the little I was guy say, Stone that little though they're not like, they're let's not. be real honest I mean they have, I guess they have the the little beer mindset at heart because that's really how they started like anything yeah. i saw that face that you just did when you tried it yeah. it's very boozy up front. like it's though. just 
at the end it's really smooth it doesn't hit hard at the end but in the beginning it's just like i i just like don't i don't want to smell it because when i tasted it it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be but like just the smell is so off-putting to me it's so strong smelling the hops are pretty much gone I can't taste hop yeah, there's at no hops. all. I cannot I taste don't know where hop. The hop are don't put hop from. on there. Well, no, when it was fresh, it was. Uh, I want to say it was like a dry hop style. Those right? went away. Those are gone now. That was probably my fault. I probably shouldn't have aged this beer, to be completely honest. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, it, it's a little bit sweet too, yeah, like sweet. caramely. I yeah. think is what I would yeah. say. Like you caramel. Have, yeah, caramel yeah. or caramel. It's yeah. kind of like a desserty type beer to me, honestly. Um, not something that I could drink a whole lot of. I think this taster is probably going to be... Oh, no, we're finishing the bottle. I mean, we'll finish the bottle, but, like, that's... I'm not going to drink more than... No, and again, I I think barley wine is another style that you really have to be wanting to have. Yeah. Yeah. To really get into. Yeah, I don't think I ever really want... I'm not like, oh, shit, they have a barley wine? I need that I need the barley wine. You know, I'm I'm going to drink something that is easy to drink. The one that I really... drink that, for sure. I will say... Um, to get back to the big beer, small beer conversation, Sierra Nevada makes Bigfoot barley wine. And it is probably like the standard when it comes to that style for me because it is so well done. At this point, they're a big beer, right? So, like, I, I mean, they're along the lines of a stone, a dogfish, a, like the, the bigger side of craft beer. I don't know if they're owned by a bigger company or I not. I almost feel like they have to be because... I- I They've been know, around forever. I've been in like different states on the East Coast. It's it's everywhere in in Pennsylvania. I know that it's in a bunch of places. I've been in New York, New Jersey. Yeah, Florida, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, everywhere. it's all over but the place. They're, so I think that they almost have to be. But yeah, the Bigfoot barley wine is one that always like stood out to me as being this like the definitive for the style. Yeah, and I mean, as much as I don't go for barley wines. You can appreciate that it's a style of beer that has a lot of nuance to it, and they just do it really well. Yeah, I just think it's it's almost like a novelty thing. Yeah, and you barley know, wines are like, so high in alcohol. It's like you're, right, you're not... I don't think you're selling a ton of it. It's one of those things that... It's almost like those barrel-aged stouts where people are like... It, they're almost like a collector's thing. Right. It's like if you're really into beer and you want to collect and, and go to these then events where you're trading bottles and that kind of stuff... You're going to have a you'll Dark be Lord into, from 2014 or a, a yeah, right, barley, or barley wine, wine that from, is from whoever and keep it for a while. Because it's... I mean, I'm sure that you could very easily like cork this... I mean, you know, it has wine in the list, and you, yeah, right, and it would be fine. Yeah. But I I think it might have been better to, um, if I hadn't moved a couple times since that bottle went into the cellar. Um, That's another thing, is that we were talking about aging Climate control, yeah. Is that it's, it's so much more important to keep it at a consistent temperature than it is to... Hold on to it forever. Yeah. Yeah, the age of the thing. But as long really as you're, matter. if you're moving, yeah, if you're moving houses and moving around and stuff, it's hard to keep it at the same temperature all the time, and that's that's where you start getting those off flavors when you're trying some of these beers. Yeah, but I mean, it, it overall, I thought it was very well done. Um, and again, this one definitely had a lot more hot flavor when I drank it the first time, so it was probably not the most ingenious way to go about it, but. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to. I need to try some of the totalitarian, um, the stout that Stone put out this year. Okay. Because I feel like they do great stouts, and they they do all kinds of weird series and stuff like that. And 
I feel like that's something that I need to get back into is yeah. stone beer because they're they're always pushing the envelope and I mean honestly sign me up for that shit like whatever they're doing I'll I'll listen to it I'll, or I'll at least follow along with and try right to, and they I mean they've it. been doing I've been following along with Enjoy by for a couple of years now mm. and pretty much everything that they put out in that series is just as good as the last one yeah and I like them all really so. Stone is one of those things that, I, you know, I'll, I'll get it every once in a while, but I almost see them as being big beer as much as they're they're saying, oh, we're not big beer, you know, yeah. like you, uh, InBev or whoever. They're basically big beer to me, and I see them yeah. all the time, and it's sort of just Yeah, like, I mean, I think the one thing I will say about them being, like, a larger crowd, like, I feel like they would have more clout in the industry, and, like, they have more to back them up when they're, like, facing off against this big beer to fight for the little guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's good that they're they're still trying to do that, even if they are a very successful, more commercialized, like, craft beer, like... Right, and, I, and I mean. you're, you're right on that because there's, I mean, there's two sides to that. I mean, they're basically Tupac and Biggie mm-hmm. when it comes to Stone and Sam Adams, right? Because Sam Adams is still craft beer because they're privately owned by Sam Cooke. And that's it, right? That's what they are. They're owned by a single person or a single entity, and they're not being sold to InBev or Miller Coors. And I love that. Honestly, I, I will I will definitely continue to drink them. I like their marketing. I like the fact that they're, they have so many styles available for every walk of beer drinker. And it's a... It's one of those things, like, if you can't find something good, you know that you're going to get a solid product with them, right? Stone, Sam Adams, Dogfish, um, and then they do their one-offs. You know, they do their brewery exclusives. They do the small batch. I um, follow Stone on Twitter, and they're always posting about their the, the Brewmaster series, or not the Brewmaster series, but they're, um, they did one that was like, uh, it's at their actual tap room that they do, like, a pilot series. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about that is they take, like, an employee and they have the employee do their beer, right? And so the employee makes this beer and then they put it in the tap room. And if it's great, they maybe push it into production. And if it's not, then so be it. But they let the um, they let the employees really kind of be part of the process, which is awesome to me. Because they had a, a marketing guy brew a, like, I don't know, like a pale ale or something. And I don't know, I, I thought that was kind of cool. But. That is cool. Yeah, I mean, like, at least they're getting them involved. Right. And, I mean, that always kind of harkens me back to Voodoo, right? Because Voodoo is, um, they're employee-owned, right? So they don't have a board of directors. They just have uh, the employees voice their opinions on what's going on. So every employee of Voodoo owns shares in Voodoo, which is badass, um, and if you haven't checked out Voodoo in Homestead or Grove City or Meadville, by all means, you're doing yourself a disservice. Or Erie. And we've had... Or Erie now. Yeah, they have a fourth one in Erie. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we had their beer on a couple podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Podcast three, we had some. Or two, might have been. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was two, was the uh, Quadfather, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have anything last week. Anyway, uh, so we're powering through this uh, old Guardian here. Um do you guys have anything else that you wanted to hit on the California trip or 
Well, no, I think we're good. I think we covered a lot of that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> no, I was just, well, before Jake went back to Black Hammer, which I think was good to bring up, because we both really, really enjoyed that place. And we had already been drinking, like, that whole day. And just, like, the fact that we were able to, like, distinguish between all the IPAs that they gave us was really cool. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I would just say that I'm, again, I'm very impressed with... Also, I, I, like, I don't think you're really... It's it's cool to go around and, like, see all of these different places that are doing, like, craft beer and what everyone's doing, but, like, it kind of made me think, like, we're not really missing out a ton by, like, being in Pittsburgh and, you know, like, staying in our comfort zone. Like, it seems like everyone is kind of doing the same thing, which is, which is nice. I right, think, and I think a lot of the new upstart breweries in other places are not what you should plan a trip around but if you have someone like russian river or lagunitas that you're you're really focused on getting to there's a ton of other places that you can hit while you're out there and enjoy really good craft beer while you're there and we I didn't think, like we didn't sorry no go sorry, ahead, no, go. no we like we didn't have any of those really planned like we had like a few like i knew that there were a couple of breweries that were like 20 minutes away from where we were staying but like i didn't really like look into them and we were kind of just like, oh, like let's just hit this place, and we were surprised a lot of times. So like, if you're out traveling and you like beer, just literally type in. All I do is I go to Google Maps and I type in breweries near me, and they pull up all these craft beer places. And I don't think I've really ever really been burned. So, I'm I'm just it's cool. It's cool to know that there's a bunch of, a, a bunch of these places around. I like it a lot. So, go ahead, Nick. What were you saying? Um. Well, so that's, I think, everywhere, right? Because, like, I, and I yeah. really, like, the biggest trips that we've gone on are our honeymoon. We hit 12 different breweries. And we only really planned on, oh, sorry. Yeah, we only really planned on hitting maybe six of them. And Four? Yeah, really, it was, like, founders. <laughs> <laughs> Founders, Bells, Dark Horse, and Three Floyds. Three Floyds. So I'm sorry, yeah. five because also oh, half acre. Half acre, yeah. Sorry, half acre. Um, no, half acre is amazing. Uh, Chicago. Daisy Cutter. Need it. Daisy Cutter Need it Pale Ale. Daisy Cutter is probably my favorite pale ale. It makes a run at Zombie Dust. Yeah, Zombie Dust and, pe- and Daisy Cutter are top two, and they're fairly close to each other, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they're 45 minutes. Really? Uh, well, so yeah. Three Floyds is 45 minutes outside of Chicago. They're the ones that make zombie Daisy dust. Daisy Cutter is and Daisy Cutter Hattie, is Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, um, but we hit um, three Floyds on our honeymoon, right? And across the street or around the corner, Eighteenth Street Brewing, which has a special place in my heart because they have a double IPA called Act of Defiance that have. basically, yeah, that had or have. I haven't seen it since we went, and it's. Really heartbreaking. Guys, make that again, please. Yeah, seriously. If you're listening, make the fucking beer. Um, And send it to us. It was honestly like an eye-opening experience when you walk in there because they're blasting metal behind the bar. The the, the bartender's tattooed from head to foot. She's Instantly warms my heart. Like, they were, I I forget, what the hell were they listening to when we came in? It was like Suicide Silence, I think. Was it? Yeah, it was that. R.I.P. Mitch. It was blasting. I mean, the speakers were loud. They have cooks in the back. Everybody's like, you know, rocking out. <laughs> like it was nuts. But the um, the thing is, they were a no name beer uh, brewery, right? 
four, well, three years ago. And now they're doing small batch stuff. They're doing large batch and, and releasing cans every three days and all this stuff. They have two places now, basically like 20 minutes apart. They're not very far from yeah. each other, but um, they're one of those breweries that just popped up out of nowhere. And because they have a good product, they blew up. And so you have that all over the place. Grist House is opening another place, right? They're I'm sorry, apparently, what? They're apparently what? expanding. What? Yeah, when? I've, heard, I've, heard, I've been hearing. I don't know. Lot. I don't know about when, but we had talked to them. We went last year sometime in the I want to say the summer, like late summer, early fall, and we talked to the brewers right before one of them was getting married. Oh, and Zach and Brian. Brian, right? yeah, Brian. yeah. Brian definitely, I, I think Zach's the other one. Yeah, yeah, Zach was getting married, I think. And um, it, it, I think Dad was just like, oh, like, what are you guys, how are you guys doing? How's, like, production and everything? And they're like, yeah, like, we've been looking into expanding and stuff. And I think that it was sort of just like a, sort of like Dancing Gnome. Like, I'd imagine Dancing Gnome has had those conversations a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing how much they're produced, or how much more popular they've gotten and how much more they could be producing elsewhere and just how much more money they can be making. And I, mean, I think that Grist House has gotten to a point, and Grist House has been around for a long time, and I'm sure that they've been either saving up for it or, or planning for it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they would do very well having another location. I mean, you look at somebody like um, Dry Log, formerly Dry Log, now Strange Roots, has two locations now, and yep. they make enough for it, and they have this... It, that's a little bit different because it's this niche of sour ales. This is Strange Roots Experimental Ales, which is in Millville, Pennsylvania, and uh, Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. Hey, um, you were there today, though. And I was there, yeah. So we, we stopped by there today um, for the first time at the new location in Gibsonia. And they... So they've sort of rebranded from... When they were dry log, it was a lot of, um, like... Wild ales, right? And no, I mean that they still do that. Like that is their thing, yeah. and they will, I think that they will always continue to do that. And I, I don't think they really have a beer on tap that is like a, an IPA that's not a sour IPA or something like that. Where they they'll make a style, but they they still do the wild fermentation and everything like that. I got you. Um, but they don't. They're not naming their beers like Geestlicka or, uh, name another. <laughs> that's, that's Jake Brooks Sarah. Sarah's laughing her ass off right now, but that's like the, the one beer that I know from them that I really or that I thought I, it was I had known from them. That I, I thought really that was like you said geese liquor. Geese liquor. That's, that's like honestly it. what it is though. That's how you pronounce the name. But no, anyway, really? Yeah, geese liquor. I thought it was I more like beer juice. No, I no, I asked them how to pronounce it. But oh. anyway, back to the point. Before <laughs> I got so rudely interrupted. Sorry. Um, they're naming their things, they're naming their things, like, standard type stuff now, like, the one that I had was called the Kool-Aid, and it was spelled different. Yeah, cool, like, like, Kolsch. Right, but they're naming their things, like, how they rebranded. Yeah, they've completely rebranded. But they haven't changed their Yeah, and they're keeping that niche, and I think that's, they've carved that out for themselves, and they're well-known because of that. Like, they, I mean, they have... 10,000 plus Instagram followers, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Which is crazy, because their Instagram isn't good, I don't think. Like, I think that they could do a much better job of, like, showing the brewing process and, like, how they actually do things and get people interested in, like, how it is that their stuff is different than other people's. I don't... 
I don't know their brewers, but they're probably going to be pissed off if they listen to this. I can't imagine um, they're going to listen to this right. one. Um, <laughs> if if you're listening, I'm sorry. I actually really like your stuff, but I think that your Instagram could be better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> shit. And, and in today's, that's another thing that I actually want to. I want to preface next week's podcast. I want to talk about this. Social media is so important nowadays for for breweries. Yes, hundred percent. Not like the ones who are are very well established. Not necessarily. But right. for upstart breweries or, or people who are, are trying to get a footing, if your Instagram is not really that good... It doesn't really matter if you're a brewery, though. It, I mean, it, it, it could be anybody trying to do anything at this point. If right. you don't have a social media pre- presence... I mean, I play in a metal band, for God's sake, and we haven't posted on Facebook in three months. Right. Like, So you're not getting hits, and no one's looking right. at your thing, because no, you're not seeing any of the It posts, is tough, but... though. I will say that. There are a lot of... Um, I know our friends, uh, Jason and uh, Angelica do a marketing podcast and hey guys hi guys yeah if you're listening check yeah that's great um the but jason is the runner of pittsburgh libations week mm-hmm. and uh, angelica helps out with that they're fantastic people honestly like they they know their shit and their their social media is on point so uh so that that's something that really needs to be it, you're sink or swim with your business you know with social media, right, regardless of what I mean, business it, it is. If you could see us right now, at any given time, two or three or four of us are on our phones. I and literally only, haven't put my phone And out. there's only four of us who are sitting in this room. So, if you're not using social media or you're not using it well, and that's that's where I think a lot of people could, and I'll save this for next week because I, I do actually want to talk, like, this is going to be our main topic, maybe not the main topic, but one of the topics we hit yeah, on. Yeah, one, one of our stories. Is that week. social media is so important. In, in brewing and like I follow the accounts that I really want to follow and when I when I do that like it, it makes me want to go there and I, I've just recently started following these places that are in Anaheim California or uh, like the Hudson Valley or in Florida or South Carolina and they're the, these are the places that like I'm actively seeking out and when they show me their beer and like their cool labels or something like that it makes me want to go there so much more right Right. Yeah. Um, so that's Aslan. Aslan is one of those. Yeah, and and all of the and especially makes... hop culture. Hop culture really helps out with that. But too, and and do you follow Aslan on Instagram? Though? No. The so Eli Eli tracks on Instagram is like the photographer for beer, and I feel like that hop culture kind of models after him, or I, I don't know. If, anyway, point being, Aslan's almost cartoony when it comes down to like what their beers look like coming into a beer release. And they do every day they're posting these things. But to get back to it here, um, we're going to get into our final beer of the night. Um, This one is the namesake of Seven Sun Brewery called Seven Sun. It is a... It's called an American Strong Ale, and it is 7.7% alcohol. Um, Seven Sun is... From what I've seen, they have very cool. Uh, this oh. is his, yeah. yeah. Um, really cool labels. Um, there, there's a couple of them that are the exact same, different colors, and it's nice and simple, and you know nothing that is too crazy. You don't. I don't think you have to go crazy on the labels. That was something that Sarah and I were talking about earlier. Um, other half in New York. Uh, most of their beers are very, like, eclectic, like, labels and stuff like that, but they have their, like, core beers, and it's just 
name of beer in small font, and then little blurb about the beer on the, like, you know, percent, ABV, you know, that kind of thing. Just in the bottom left corner, and that's it. Nice and to the point. That's another thing that we could get into uh, in next week's podcast or the week after is labeling and in-house marketing, I guess. Yeah. In addition to, I guess that could be a whole conversation on marketing and how we think that that goes. And by no means are we marketing experts at all, but from our point of view as the common beer drinker who's going to these craft beer places, this is sort of like what we like to see. So we're going to get into this. This Again, this one's called Seventh Sun from Seventh Sun Brewing. Yes. Uh, this one is... Yeah, this one's probably my favorite, if I had to say so. What, yeah. what, what did you say the style was called? American Strong. So it has... Um, implications the name itself does right i mean you you think strong ale and you i i immediately went to wee heavy as or like a scotch ale or something like that and that's not really what i get with this beer when i hear strong ale i just think like this is gonna be really strong (laughs) and that sounds so dumb but like it's like i don't know if you call it that it's i mean it's probably there's probably a lot more that goes into it to the name of that style and just I don't know just it's not like it's very, it's much lighter than I was expecting. Really, it looks a lot. It looks a lot like the that stone one we just had. It's malty like on like, the nose, I think. Like it almost seems like you're gonna be drinking bread, but yeah. Um, it's not too the, the IBUs are pretty it's low. It's pretty light, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's only f- I think it was forty, 40 is what I read. Yeah. Um, it, it again. I drank this last week and I. I'm I'm in love with this beer. Could very easily drink a pint of this, no problem. Yeah. Um just to reflect on that, we do just sample these. We're not crushing a, a bottle each or anything. <laughs> I am one hundred percent crushing a bottle by myself. Um I'm not. I just yeah. wanted to be cool. Sarah Sarah doesn't drink, guys. She's not a Yeah, we we don't have I think the funding for that yet. <laughs> Nor would we want to, because I think I want to stay relatively coherent. Yeah, because by the end of the podcast, we'd be, I live so I'm way but... more fun when I'm drunk. Anyway, um, I do want to wrap up real quick here, because we do want to try to limit the time frame on this a little bit better. So, we're going to have a lot more to talk about next week. I think we're going to build into really focusing back in on the, the what's going on, what we went to this week, that kind of thing. And if and uh, some some more general topics, and we want to try to educate you guys a little bit more because we want to educate ourselves is yes. what it comes down to. We want to learn something with this. Uh, we're not just here to talk at you because I mean, honestly, it'd be really boring if this is how it's going to go. It's just us catching up on our week. So we're going to try to expand out and maybe have like a couple of different topics. But again, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, I hope you're having as much fun as we are doing it because honestly it's keeping us going with this type of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just, I think it's just interesting, right? It's just interesting to, <laughs> to sort of rehash what we've gone through and get different opinions on certain things that we're feeling or seeing or drinking. And if you're listening and you want to come on and talk with us, let us know. Please do. We're always open. <laughs> There's no reason that we can't bring on somebody who's a novice or somebody like a novice like us or somebody who's an who expert. knows a lot or, or somebody who's in as into craft beer as we are because, you know, we'd love to get different opinions and everything on what you guys are drinking or what you like or what you see at, at different Or if places. you have any things that you want us to cover, 
Shoot us a text. Yeah, shoot us some Send topics us if you want to. Again, my DMs are open for more <laughs> than just beer, so let me know. So we will we'll post our social media in the notes um, to this podcast. And again, if you have our phone numbers, if you're listening, uh, feel free to text us. If not, uh, reach out to us on social media. I think we're all non-private now. Maybe I'm the only one that's non-private. Oh, so no, I'll I'm put... non-private. I don't okay. know. I'm super so, private. So, I don't really um, care. I, you know, social media is social media, and I, I I don't post anything that's, you know, politically driven in any way or that's going to get me fired from my real job. I'm not going to say what my real job is for fear of... That them happen. finding this? Yeah. yeah so no, I'm the same boat. It'll be fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, we have fun doing it, and, you know, we're not saying anything too bad no we're not blasting our employers or anything like that so i don't know it it, it makes a difference but um honestly uh, again feedback is very welcome regardless of if it's positive negative whatever else if you've gotten to this point in the podcast then you already have an opinion about us please share it yeah we want to get better (laughs) that's that's what we're doing here we try to do it every week we try to get a little bit better so that it sounds better and that we can possibly make money off of it at some point if we're being realistic yeah so (laughs) Uh, Again, we want to thank everybody for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. It will be May 20th, and uh, we'll be back at 520. That's one more than 420. So sick, bros. (laughs) Hashtag blaze it. Okay, bye, everyone. We out. Good night.